0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said? See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yes.
0: <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL.
1: This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with season four, episode seven. Sorry, we missed you last week. Uh, some technical difficulties met with some, met with some poor timing on my part. So, um, yeah, you know, we were sitting here Sunday night recording this podcast, and I might have to wake Andy up. Uh, I just woke up because that was an absolute snooze fest. Uh, for a Sunday evening game I uh, Andy before I ask you how are you doing I have to say that game watching that felt like a 10:30 start out west on like a Tuesday night where you're like what the hell am I doing up watching this right now that's how bad it was for me so I'm gonna ask you how are you doing and uh you know did you make it through the whole game without falling asleep it was it was a slog I'll tell you what
0: uh I mean, it's uh in in all transparency, I just got back from my cruise today. So woke up on the cruise ship this morning at like six AM. Didn't went to bed last night probably in the wee hour, so I didn't get much sleep. Uh traveling all day. So it's my birthday by the way. Happy birthday to Andy. Yes, happy birthday to Andy. Thank you. Uh and I sit down on the couch and I'm absolutely wiped. But luckily I'm like, thank God this Ranger game's a five PM start, or else there's no way I'd finish it. But, uh, yeah, apparently, maybe the Rangers were on the ship with me as well. You know, I know Detroit played yesterday. They shut out the Islanders. Um, So, but it looked like both teams, again, had partied with me uh, for a full-on week. (laughs) on a cruise ship because i thought both teams just looked slow and sluggish and although you know i felt like the rangers looked like they were moving their legs and and they were flying for the first i don't know maybe first half of the first period and then they got slower and slower and slower and slower and slower uh and yeah it just kind of snowballed from there and yeah that game was a slog um but uh yeah, and once again, uh, not a very inspiring outcome. They didn't seem to... Uh, <laughs> I was
1: hoping in my absence that they would play well, but uh, that doesn't seem to be the case right now. Yeah, it's just been tough. I mean, they had the game against the Bruins where, listen, yeah, they were outmatched. They competed for a, a period. It's just... I, I don't know with this team, man. I really don't, and I don't want to make this a full-fledged negative, but at this point, watching the... Boston game and now the Detroit game, they're just uninspired. They really are. That's, that's really what it comes down to. It comes down to effort. The roster's there, goaltending's there. You you know, if you really, you know, if you really think Lindgren's the difference maker, uh, you know, for the last two games, you know, I know he got hurt during the Boston game, but he was, you know, out of the lineup this game. You know, if missing Lindgren is the difference maker tonight, then, Honestly, we might as well just go for the number one overall pick and and uh, you know try to go down that route because this is it's just our our mental game going into this is just a disaster. We just wait and wait and wait for the play to come to us. We make nothing happen. It's so uninspiring. It's just so pathetic that this group can't. Like go out and win. Like take it. It's your home ice. You're up to nothing. You're dominating them. You know, they're not really pressing you that hard. They keeping they're keeping everything to the outside. Like you have opportunities to step on their throat and you just you let them back in it. And then you do nothing about it. You got your backup goaltender in who is playing, you know, pretty strong. I thought Halak had a, an excellent game. Yeah, Yet
0: another game that he deserved to win, kind of much like uh, the Winnipeg game. And again, the team let him down. So sorry, not to cut you off. No, go, it's, keep, it, keep it, finishing your point. But no, you're exactly he right. Des- he definitely deserves his flowers for this game. He they tried to throw the game away with boneheaded, stupid ass mistakes multiple times, and he bailed them out all night. And I think honestly, every single goal that went past him was unstoppable. Uh, a deflection in front mm-hmm. can't stop. Uh, he makes two saves, and then Jones just kind of stands there and fails to clean up the, a rebound. You know what I mean? That's impossible to stop. And then obviously the backdoor OT goal. You know what are you going to do? You know, True was too busy uh, tripping over his own skates on the ice. You know what I mean? Letting players get set up. So uh, it, sorry, <laughs> I can dis- no, no, you're-,
1: you're no, you're 100 right, and it's just. I'm telling you, Gallant has to shake things up a little bit. And I know you you might think, you know, I'm totally wrong. The analytics are out of their play and out of their mind. You know, I just I don't want to hear it. Things need to change. You need to change things up when you look sluggish. It's a joke. And, you know, it's just it's not like, you know, Mika needs to be on the fourth line and and Panarin should move back to defense. Like, I'm not talking about crazy stuff like that. It's just little subtle changes in the lineup can do wonders. Like, move Kreider to the third line. Just move him there. Four game. Just
0: see how it goes. Like, I mean, it, it was fun, interesting to see Kreider get sent to the fourth line in this game.
1: Well, um, yeah, but you can't... Th- here's the thing. It can't be, well, they're playing like shit. Let's move them. This needs to be implemented in practice. Get the boys going then. It shouldn't be halfway through a, a Detroit Red Wings game where you're up two goals and you're just... Everyone's playing sluggish and slow and no one really wants to skate for except for maybe a select few players like, uh, you know, and, and then, you know, I don't know. What were your thoughts with that with that move in particular? Well, so uh, before
0: that, I'll say uh, as we're recording this, the postgame press conference uh, is going on with the players and the coach. And uh, when asked about moving Cryer to the fourth line, Gerard Gallant said he deserved to be where he was at. He wasn't alone. Uh yeah, because he was putrid this game. Um, honestly, players who are good this game, Adam Fox obviously. Yep. Uh, Kapokako obviously. Yaroslav Halak obviously. And then other than that, uh, you know, Heedle for coming back from an injury was fine. You know what I mean? I didn't expect him to be make too much, but I thought he want, did a good job winning his battles. Uh, Lafreniere looked lost. Panarin obviously is going to have Panarin like moments, but he also had a lot of you know turnovers by just putting it on Detroit player sticks. Miller looked lost. Lafreniere looked lost. It's just it was just a lot of guys were were lost in this game, and it just seems like it's they're really I think they're really struggling with the mental aspect of the expectations of what they did last season. It really seems to be getting to them and it's also but I also think this loss like you said a lot of it's on the coaching staff because you know Turk hits the line blender the line jumbler in the fourth oh boy yeah he didn't like the game either Uh, Turk (laughs) hits the line blender in the the third period and they didn't make sense you know what I mean you're like okay so they stack Panarin again with Kreider or excuse me with Mika and Kako even though Panarin and Mika don't really ever seem to play well together they just don't play the same game, and then like Trocheck was I don't know some it was just some of the line combinations that were coming over the boards at times it would be like Barkley Goodrow and Kako and Tro it was just there was no rhyme or reason to it I mean and here's a funny thing throughout all this they didn't reunite the kid line once during the game it's what 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 I just don't get it like I just don't understand it you already dropped. You've already dropped Kreider to the fourth line. So you think, okay, maybe we'll put Lafreniere on the first line with Mika. But what? It's like, oh, I was unhappy with his game, so I can't put him up there to reward him. Meanwhile, listen, Zach Jones, yes. Had he had a bad play, uh, he did a a poor job tying his man up. But, you know, then you're going to bench him the rest of the game when you're already down Ryan Lindgren. Like, he's one of the only players who can move the puck up the ice. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's just... Uh, you know, and just like even the other defensemen were playing. And, you know, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I didn't mind Libor Hayek's game tonight. Like he still stinks on ice, uh, literally and figuratively. But he he looked like he was competing and he tried to keep his usual shenanigans of, of flinging the puck into the middle of the ice like it's a grenade down to a minimum. Whereas Miller was just off and bad. You know, I, I although I do think that call on him in overtime was absolute horseshit. I thought the reps were horrible tonight. You don't call that in overtime. I'm sorry. No, that's bullshit. It was not, that was a nothing play. Like, you know, so they maybe got jobbed a little bit on that one, but listen, at the end of the day, you shouldn't be tentatively scaredly going to overtime with this Detroit team. They're not that good. They have some, obviously they have some weapons now and they have a little bit of false confidence and they have some good, they got some good goaltending when they needed it from, uh, who so? I, for, I I miss what happened in Nedelkovic. Why didn't he finish the game?
1: I uh, to be honest with you, I have no idea why. I must have all. missed
0: that. But I think I missed them substituting him. I don't know if it was an injury. I have no idea what
1: happened. They must have done it through a commercial because I don't remember that at all. um But yeah, it, it just to go back to the line jumbling thing, Andy. I, I just you can answer my question here is. Do you think it's Gallant's job to kind of coach through this maybe mental block that the Rangers have right now or like mental farts that they're having with like kind of these built-in expectations now this season? Like is this a Gallant thing or is this like more of a locker room like the boys kind of need to figure it out like looking at Trubo, looking at Kreider, looking at Mika type of thing? I mean, I know, listen, I think,
0: again, we've spoken about Turk's biggest – thing is that he's not an exes and his guys but he usually has a good like his players usually love him and he's got a usually has a good pulse on what they're feeling or needing or whatever and even though he'll demote guys he's not it's usually only for one game and he gives him another chance so whatever but I mean honestly this is uh, the first thing he has to do and I you kind of have he's got to pull Truba into his office discreetly not don't make a thing out of it but and he has to tell him to just fucking relax. Like it's this is we. Everyone saw this coming a mile away. Truba had it was down two seasons ago. He had a much better rebound season last year. Obviously, is a big reason why they put the C on him. And you just knew they're putting the C on him, and he's going to say all the right things, and I'm not going to change much. And he's it's you just knew it was going to happen. Like he was <laughs> going to turn into back into a, a you know a pumpkin, and he has. You know what I mean? Like. I don't, uh, it it doesn't listen i also i understand also from a depth perspective the rangers are they're especially without linggren now they're in a bad position you know what i mean you just i think there's no like you the the team that was on the ice for the first game of the season there's no reason they cannot play that way again, again that that I, played against tampa It's not like they forgot. And they again, they look like that's how they were playing in the start of the first. And then they just get away from it. They just stop moving. I know they're not naturally a fast team, but just it's concerning that they have to constantly be reminded to to play fast. You know what I mean? Or if when a team makes one adjustment, then then all of a sudden they feel like they can't play with speed and it really screws up their rhythm. Because Detroit doesn't play with speed. Detroit just played a lot of obstruction and trying to put position guys strategically at the lines to slow them down. But I didn't see much chipping it, you know, over guys' heads and then skating on them. Like, a, you know what I mean? Like, it it doesn't have to be everyone, obviously. You you know, you saw, you know, players like Panera and Amica and Kako can make moves to get around guys. But there was just... It was just everything they they did right in the first period. They just stopped doing, and lo and behold, every from then on, it looked Detroit was he was just every time the Rangers would do something dumb where they would pass it to the trailer and then they'd hold on to it in the perimeter for too long because uh, they're trying to get a shot through or do something. It would get picked off, and then there would be numbers going the other way, and then it's a two on one because you know they're they're constantly getting their def- activating defensemen and cycling, which is all well and good. I I appreciate that. I'm trying to, to generate offense. But you just have to be smart when you're doing that, and just just stupid things, just these one and done plays. Why other teams constantly get constant whacks, you know? So, uh, yeah, it's just they need they know they need to play fast. They keep harping on it. Mika Zabanjat was interviewed during the intermission. He spoke about it, and then obviously interme- interviewed him after the game, and he sounded all meek and up, up uh, you know, like quiet and and broken up about it, and like, yeah, we didn't, you know, we said we had to do, we didn't do it. You know, so I don't know. Maybe this is one of those games where there might be a locker room meeting or something. And I know it's early and everyone's like, what are you, why, why is, why are we freaking out now? But it's not early. They're playing a dangerous game of trying to catch up. Yes, they're still technically in a a, a spot. But I mean, if you look at the division they're in, the Devils and the Canes are sure clearly better than them right now. And then uh, you have a team like Washington. Coming back on the Islanders are they're better this year. They're getting better goaltending and they're up and down. You know what I mean? So, and then you look at half the teams in the Atlantic that are playing well. The Sabers look like a wagon this year. It's just Tampa's still maybe not as strong as they once were, but they're still looking good. And it's just yeah, it, there's not a lot of spots. So if you want to be a team that you're going to hinge your hopefully you're better than if you're going to try to fight it out for two wild card spots between two divisions, be my guess. NFL Sundays are only getting better, and so are the incredible offers at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings' stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app place the same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, and point totals. With payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is my go-to when betting on the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, and place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. There's a problem when they're having such a hard time beating the teams that they should beat, where last year that was probably arguably their biggest strength. It's like, yeah, they lost some marquee matchups to, like strong opponents but every time they face the ducks they beat them. every time they face the sharks they beat them every time they face detroit they beat them you know what i mean it's just like these are the games you should pick up and it's almost the opposite it's very strange that they raise their level to the team they and or lower it to the team that walks through their door you know or steps on the ice with them it's just you just have to play the same way the whole time i don't expect them to be the best team in the league but uh yeah it's it seems very disheartening that they seem to be have a hard time getting themselves up especially coming off of ever, they were like it's the third period you know they've they fucked up the last game let's see if they fuck up this game joe and they you know not that they were bad in the third period they were better and they won, they won the shot battle but they still had some boneheaded plays and you know yeah i don't know it's just that the overall trend is kind of troubling you know and who knows maybe if miller doesn't take that uh that 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 soft holding call and the Rangers win an OT or win in a shootout. Maybe we're a little bit more like, oh, I can't believe that game but went to that.
1: They're not but. gonna. Like, they're not gonna win in overtime because they don't even put out their best players. Like the Crider's right back out there once again with Mika. Once again, Kako is skating around the ice as are one of our best players you know him and Fox are best skaters out there did Kako see any time in overtime no because they took the penalty right away they went with
0: they went with Miko. well here if even they if he didn't it. do you think they would he would have given him uh given him uh time and in th- in three on three I don't think so I, I don't think
1: so either I mean uh, why would Kreider be out there if like I, I just don't get the what's the plan with Kreider What attribute does he have besides skating in a straight line very fast does he have being out there on a three-on-three? It's a waste of a spot. It's not working. Yeah, I know he had the heroics the other week, but he literally can only get the puck in a straight line and just go. But that's not going to work every single time. It's not going to work where he he clearly was invisible the entire game. So you reward him putting him out there in a three-on-three? How about we, we start rewarding the players that are playing well Give the kids confidence who clearly you're going to need in the future. You know, let's give these kids opportunity to succeed. Our All-Stars are not playing like All-Stars. So let's try to do the next best thing and reward the guys that are playing the best. Especially, it's not like I'm asking you to play Carpenter and in, in the GOAT. I'm asking you to put our first line right winger out there for the start of overtime with Mika Zibanejad. That's all I'm asking. It, it just. that That's a head scratcher to me. And listen. I understand. That Kreider had 50 goals last year. He's done. He's had one good season. Since he's been here. He's failed every other season. So I'm not going to call Kreider. A first liner. Because he's not. The guy belongs on the third line. He got lucky last year. And he was a part of a a wave that we may never see again because that almost seems like now just a perfect storm of we're the underdogs with some talent. Nobody respects us. Let's take the league by storm. Now that we're the big dog in town, everyone wants our number. Everyone wants to beat us. And they're going to push us around because we are, are skating and playing like this is a given. Like the playoff spot is just given like we're going to just win these games because, well, we're the New York Rangers. And, you know, before the season started, we were projected, you know, to be, you know, third place overall in the whole league. Like it's just it's a joke at this point. And it's so frustrating because I believe in this roster because I saw it last year. But like maybe I'm just wrong, which uh, turns out that I probably am. Because I now I don't think we have any of the pieces. And and I, one more thing before I let you go. Yeah, Andy. yeah, go ahead. Panarin, I, I'm he's not an elite passer. Not not anymore, at least. Watch his watch him play. And I want you to take, you know, a pen and paper and just tally every single pass that gets intercepted or is in the skates of an opponent. And I can guarantee you you'll need a second pen because you will run out of ink. That's how many passes that, I mean, no business getting, shoot the puck, just throw it on net from anywhere. Who cares? It seems like it's working out for the devils. All they do is outshoot their opponents. They throw pucks on net, they crash, they get rebounds. You know, it, it just, I don't know, Andy. I, I really, I don't know. I don't know what what else there is. Because at this point, it's just a decision that the New York Rangers have to make themselves
0: yeah i you know i i like i said it's we've seen at times the way this team has played this year they played in the first period of this game they played it against yep. uh tampa they played it against winnipeg they played it against uh, uh, minnesota minnesota great game yeah and that's the thing it doesn't matter they lost the winnipeg game but that it didn't bother me because they were still the better right. team they just yeah they had some some breakdowns which you have to improve upon but they were still committed to playing fast and now they're having a crisis in con well, a obviously their depth is shit this year because of their salary cap implications and now they're, and they're getting hit with the injury bug, so it's getting tested and that's when no matter what, it, when you have basically half the game where some version of Barclay Goodrow and Carpenter and you know, uh, you know sl- uh, slow a lot of slow players and Sammy Blay who's returning from an ACL injury, you know who you know who might never the range were gambling on him taking a step forward, but he might still not be anything more than just like a talented, like a bigger fourth line body. You know what I
1: mean? But it's just Andy. I don't. I, to yeah, interrupt you though. Yeah, go ahead. It, this isn't about the depth. I really don't think it's about the depth at all. Like I, I understand maybe our third and fourth line right now doesn't look as strong as maybe it was last year, but I, that's not why we're, lo- we're losing no, I, because of our all-stars. Like, quote-unquote all-stars they're just not showing up they're not producing
0: yeah i mean again i just this team has shown they know how to play at times this year but they keep in when getting interviewed after the game they keep saying the same thing we know what the recipe is and we just we fail to to get there well why does it keep happening um you know it's it's uh yeah they it's just very strange and again Like we we have all these things, but you would think at the very least that Yaroslav Halak, who's been working his balls off, you know, he's been up and down here. But every time how like you need your backup to win you some games, too. You know what I mean? And he's and he's upheld his end of the bargain. I agree. In what? How many appearances has he has yet to win? He's what three appearances or this was his fourth. Uh, I believe this was his fourth. Yeah, I think he was only bad in one game. Or me, maybe one and a half, but Columbus maybe
1: was his worst he, game.
0: Yeah. And that wasn't a good game for him. And he, and he owned it, but he was great against, you know, it's just you would think that they would say, you know what, let's just skate our, our, our balls off so we can get Yarrow a win. He deserves it. And lo and behold, they keep letting him out to dry, which is it's a horseshit. That's just not good. That's just not being a good teammate. You know what I mean? They just didn't look like they they were trying to get the win for him. Say what you will about, uh, you know, Georgiev, but Colorado was when they played the Rangers and that was a good game because the Rangers raised, the, raised their yeah. level. They had no problem getting up for that game, even though they lost. But that was a game that they went wire to wire with the, the cup chance, the reigning cup champions, because, you know, whatever, because that was a test for them. But the fact that they can't be bothered to get up and they just think, you know, I, you, you look at some of the past few successful teams in the league and there they are outlier seasons where they missed the playoffs vegas last year uh tampa held that one season in between you know losing to losing in the cup final to to call uh, to chicago you know what i mean it's like th- and that's just a missed opportunity you don't want to be one of those teams you know what i mean you don't want to miss go to the the ecf and then miss the next year it's just a bad it's a bad look you know
1: i don't yeah. know yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, uh, for me watching this team, it, the one thing that just still pops into my head is shake up the lines a little bit. I I and it, I'm what you started with. Look, clearly it can work. The top two lines, it can work because we've seen it work. But my problem is if if things are not working out like they were today, I want the next game I want you to go in with fresh lines. You know, I want there to be a clear message sent. Not, well, if it's not working out, we'll just switch the lines on the fly. But, but don't worry, your, your spot's good for the next game because it's a clean slate. You're all good. It's okay. So if you play bad today, it's perfectly okay because you're going to be right back where you started. You know, you're going to be right back on that first line, Chris Kreider. So just sulk about it right now. You know, but just remember when you know the final buzzer sounds and, and we lose the game, you're gonna be right back there in that first line. So don't worry, your spot's always good. Like that can't be the message. The message is no, you're gonna to go right to the fourth line, you're gonna go to the third line, and you're gonna work your way back up the lineup. That that needs to be the message because we're not playing like we did last year. We're not we're clearly mentally we're just not engaged. A hundred percent this year and, and listen, it can happen. It's, it's happened to other teams. We're no different. The the part that really concerns me now is that you see around the league, there's a lot of good teams out there and they're getting points. And yeah, I know you could say it's early. Don't worry about it. Things will adjust before you know it. It's going to be a quarter of the way through the season within the next couple weeks and the New York Rangers might not be in a playoff spot. And you know, if you go by point percentage right now, we're not in a playoff spot. So I, I am going to be concerned because all these games that we should be winning and getting two points taken into overtime, we're now losing and those points add up. And you know, it just, that stresses me out. That worries me a little bit because I don't see how this changes. I, I don't and I, I don't know if it's a trade and you know that's the only thing that that's kind of getting me through this is you know maybe you know and I fully trust Drury right now that he's looking at this team and hopefully analyzing what needs to improve and it, I don't need a Justin Braun to to, to come in for the d- defense I we need clearly something and i don't know what it is just yet but you know i and all those players that you might maybe thought were available might not be available because a lot of these bottom feeding teams middle of the pack teams they're fighting for a playoff spot and they might not you know you know they might not want to give that those opportunities up you know they'll never know when they get back uh you know into a you know competing for a playoff spot so they might not want to give some of their players up so um yeah go ahead andy No, I was
0: going to say, yes, funnily enough, I think if this trend for the Rangers continues, I mean, based on what they need, it's more likely to be a Justin Braun or a bottom, you know, a third line guy than it is to be a a Patrick Kane. Because if you look like this all year, you don't then say, we're going to get Patrick Kane and it's going to turn all our, you know, you're not, this team doesn't deserve to be, you know, say, you know what, we're going to, you know, we're going to throw a bunch of picks and prospects to make, you know, to try to fudge fudge the numbers to, to fit Patrick Kane on this team. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I think you know they usually talk about you kind of have to earn earn uh, you know getting that help at the at the deadline to have the cavalry come in, and they earned it last year. You know, they turned they started off kind of rough, and luckily Eager was there to bail them out, and they slowly slowly turned it around. You know, and again, I know you and I aren't saying they can't do that, but right now. Oh, they can without they can. a doubt, they can. But the, I think the problem is, everyone was other than Jones, you know, and and Bl- Blay, who missed a lot of time. Everyone was here last year, they all know how to play. Uh, and Gallant should know how to coach. I mean, at this point, I understand, you know, early on it seemed like Lafreniere and Panarin and Trocek was working, which is great, but I don't, he just doesn't look comfortable on that, on that side. It's just not his natural side. I mean, it sucks, but. You know, well, if you're going to keep Crowder down, just put him on the first line or put him on the third line again on the left wing. But now that Heedle's back and just give them more time because literally, that's Heedle's the only thing keeping the the bottom half of the lineup going at any given time. So, uh, but yeah, I just, you you know, it's again, it's, it's, I just, this team, you know, maybe the Rangers are lucky they have two first round picks in in this draft, which should be very good because they might, they might need him, you know, at this point. But, uh, well, yeah, everyone has to get there. It's, it's an oversimplification, but there's a lot of players on this team that need to get their head out of their ass. And I, honestly, it does, it starts with Jacob Truba. I, I genuinely think that I just think, I, I think they're, this is a, clearly a little bit more of an emotional team than I think others. I don't think they have ice in their veins like some teams do, but I do think when they're confident and they have self-belief, they're very good. And when they're not, they're very bad. And I think they look to Truba to a lot of things. And when he's falling down and I toe picking and, and cursing his luck and taking ill-advised penalties, I just think it sets a, a bad tone. And I just i I think he can pull it out too. I just I think someone needs to pull him and say, "Listen, man, like just just relax. Like you can make mistakes. Captains can make mistakes, but they can't let mistakes just drag their play down for an entire game after they make one mistake. You know." So, yeah, no,
1: I I agree with you. And uh, you know the, there. So there was a podcast of, of, uh, of the lost tapes of uh you know uh, it just didn't upload but on that podcast i, I spoke about Truva and i said you know truba needs to bring a scumbag element back into his game and i don't mean scumbag as in doing illegal shit but he needs to just keep his game so simple where all he concentrates on is just stepping up taking the body being really physical and all the other things will will fall into place. He doesn't need to be, you know, you know, getting shots through. Just get the puck get back in deep. There's a, there's not a lane. You're not Fox. You don't need to create a lane for yourself. Just get the puck down in deep. Live, live the fight another day. It's all right. Like there there doesn't need to be this all star you know performance from you every night. New York Rangers and New York Ranger fans just want you to be the life of the party. You don't have to be the best looking guy. You don't have to be, you know, <clears throat> you know, you don't, you don't have to be, you know, a blabber. Mat. Just be the life of the party, you know, just do all the little things. Perfect. Be physical, chip the puck out, just frustrate the hell out of the fence, closing gaps, just, you know, ride guys out into the boards. You're strong enough. We saw it last year. Just keep doing what, playing like that. It's, it, it'll fall into place. And you know, I think that's what Truba needs to do. Um, you know, I do, I do look around the league, though, Andy, and I have to say, you know, obviously, misery loves company. Um, you know, it, there is enjoyment, and I just want to get your take on, you know, teams that feel like are like in the same boat as New York Rangers, where they're just kind of churning and they can't get any momentum you know i'm talking about teams like florida you know pittsburgh and you go out west st louis obviously off to a horrible start minnesota can't get things going calgary i think has lost like four in a row you know i i just i want to get your take on some of these teams that maybe they thought they were going to be at the top of the standings and just given a playoff spot but find themselves right with the new york rangers just churning and not being able to get anything going
0: yeah well i mean Listen, I think, especially when you've been a, uh, you know, when you've been a uh, stalwart of the contending NHL playoff picture for a long time, it's you get complacent, and obviously a lot of that has to do with success in a salary cap world means subtractions every year, as as good players price their way out of your lineup or go for to you know make money, find money from the teams that have it. and yeah, you look at some of the, the hottest teams in the league are teams that have like Buffalo and the, and the Devils or, you know, or t- and even Dallas getting off to a, a pretty good start, start or the Vegas Golden Knights who are a good team but missed the playoffs. It's easy for them to be motivated right now because they have something to prove. The Rangers had something to prove last year and then you look at some of the teams that are, like you're saying what's going on with them. You know, Pittsburgh has never missed the playoffs since Sidney Crosby has uh, been on the team. You know, so it's kind of hard. And yes, obviously, there's this whole last, you know, oh, we were assigned our guys. So it's almost like it's kind of different than Krejci coming back for one last dance. You know what I mean? With with Boston, who does have a slew of younger guys, too, that are hungry. But, you know, a team like Pittsburgh, they just yeah, they're old. <laughs> so, you know, that's not to say they can't or won't turn it around. But it's it's just interesting to see some of the teams that are hungry to prove it and they're just playing excellent hockey is because they have motivation to move there to keep their legs moving. Whereas the Rangers, I think there's a lot of, you know, starts off good and they dominate and when they're motivated and then it just kind of trails off and it's just not the gut. When it's gut check time, they're just they're missing the mark and a lot of other teams are doing that, too, you know, so. I I think that's probably a biggest factor of why you're seeing a lot of teams that are have at least for the last been a contending teams in the last few years are having, you know, sputtering their wheels a little bit. They just thought they would get off to a flying start and it just is not
1: working out for them. The the Western standings look like they were just shuffled randomly. Like there's like no rhyme or reason to any of the teams in any of the spots. It's just very bizarre. Like, Like Seattle, you know, with a seven and four start crazy, you know, LA, obviously, you know, seven and six, we all thought, you know, they were going to be a team that could, you know, take another step in the right direction, but Dallas off to an eight and three start even like, like I look at the Dallas stars, right. And the Rangers played them. I know they're first in the central, they're cruising along They're the second in the West. It just—I'm not scared of the Dallas Stars. Like when the Rangers went down there and played, I'm like, we should win this. We should kill this team. I mean, the floodgates opened, and I know you know they lost their uh, their starter and um, what the hell's his name? But yeah, Ottinger. But I wasn't afraid of them. Like, and here they are, just cruising along in the West. You know, it's just—it's amazing. It really is. It's just like this is why it's so frustrating because the New York Rangers, we know they have another gear and they're just not they're just not ready to you know they're just not comfortable playing in that or they're just they think they can put it in cruise control and just things good things will happen you know if they can just get back to just outworking their opponents firing shots on goal just do all the little ugly muck it up things and I'm telling you things will work out it's just they're right there they just need to you know mentally just stay engaged um, Yeah, yeah it's just you know it's a tough it's a tough it's a tough loss tonight uh, yeah was... no
0: absolutely and i think uh to say that is like i think you know there, there's always talking about like oh there's no more bad teams in the nhl i don't necessarily think that's true i think there are bad teams in the nhl but i say there are, but every team in the nhl is dangerous is what i would say you know just because you're bad doesn't mean you can't beat a good team, you know what I mean? but Oh yeah, absolutely. But they're bad. And again, they, if you underestimate any, under, underestimate any team in this league at your own peril, because all it takes is, you know, just uninspired play on your end and some, uh, you know, maybe some poor calls and, and a few power play goals on the other end. And you, and you, you drop a game you should have won, you know? So, um, uh, yeah, I just, I think, I think from what you've said, I think it's natural that some of the, the teams, statistically, some of the teams that you've mentioned, well, I think we'll see teams like Philly, you know, <laughs> Carter Hart's the only thing that has them in the position they're pseudo-in right now. And,
1: uh, but the Rangers did that last year, and look where they ended up.
0: Yeah, but I don't think Philly has the talent to to ultimately re or a, the power play that will be good enough to reach because eventually Igor did have his down moments later in the year, but the Rangers had luckily picked it up and it improved by then. I don't think there's that help, type of help is coming for, unless Couturier and Ellis uh, all of a sudden come back and then they make another move, maybe. But, you know, I don't think they have the horses. At least the Rangers had the horses. They were underperforming. But yeah, I think a lot of the teams you mentioned and the New York Rangers included will, might they might remain where they're at or just it, this little stretch now that hurts them, if they're not in a playoff position by Thanksgiving, uh, the 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 climb is going to be tough, you know? So, yeah, I mean, again, you w- don't want to be in that position. And unfortunately, games like this, especially coming off a loss to a really good te- team in the Bruins, you're like, you know what? They, it's okay, they lost to the Bruins. Bruins are the hottest team in the league right now. They're a better team than the Rangers. That's okay. I can live with that. But then immediately they're like, now we're at home against a team that played yesterday. Like, you know, I don't know. This is a game. This is the game. The Rangers should have been penciled in a, a W for. And now they're they're asking questions. Uh, the only saving grace, I think, on the Rangers so far this season is they have. They've been better about making sure they get points. They, they can make it to overtime, you
1: know. Well, two years ago, they were infamous for blowing the game in the last five minutes. Yeah, so that's good.
0: Yeah. No, well. Well, that's a positive, I guess.
1: Yeah. Coming up uh, Tuesday, Andy, we have the Islanders. And then Thursday, I'll be I'll be at, at that game. I'm going. You'll be my, at the my Islanders cousins, game. So okay. I'm not
0: expecting a good result, but especially oh, because the Islanders, uh, for whatever reason, every time they play the Rangers, they want to stick it to them. But uh, the Rangers don't seem to get up as much for those games.
1: No, no. Was the last don't.
0: time the Rangers oh, I, they they did beat the Islanders at home. Last year, right? Like, yes, uh, they early that.
1: once they did it, like early in the year. Yeah. It, I don't know if this team has any guts at all, they win that game. You know, they got to be yeah. embarrassed. Like, they can't be obviously they're not proud of their play tonight, but the, the way you overcome that is you come out, you know, like a bat out of hell and overwhelm your opponent, especially in the first period. Uh, you know, and they have the Islanders and then Detroit. And then uh, Nashville to finish out the week. But we'll have a back-to-back um, Saturday, Sunday, Nashville and Arizona again. You know they they need. I hate to say it, they need to go three three and four three and one over the next four games to, for me to feel like all right. We're having bumps in the road, but we know how to write the shit. And you know, I know three and one is pretty aggressive, but that's that's where we're at right now. We need points, and we need we need to stay in contention with the new jersey devils as sick as this is you know as as it makes me to say this but it's true we got we got to stay you know relevant here otherwise you know if a three or four game losing streak and some of these teams you know are going 3 and 1 and and, and 4 and 1 you know we're going to be you know part of that lower pack and I don't want to be involved with that so um yeah, how confident are you going into uh, obviously Tuesday, but you know Tuesday, Thursday, like the rest of the week? How are you feeling? Oh boy,
0: um, you know what? It's I am going to pull it up just because I that makes me feel uh it helps me visualize more. I mean, I think I am hoping they they get revenge against the Red Wings. I think they're going to lose to the Islanders. I think it gets worse before it gets better. Then I think they have the closed door meeting, especially because they're at home. Then they go to Detroit. I think they win. Uh, I think they'll beat the Coyotes. Okay. Uh, um,
1: we got that Nashville game on Saturday.
0: Yeah, that's that's the one I don't know about because Nashville's also kind of they've had their moments, but they've also kind of been a bit of a disappointment,
1: you know. So um, I don't know if I'm being. But honest. those are teams that beat us. It's like. You know, I don't even know who we beat. Like, who the hell did we win? Like, we win like Dallas. Like, like this is what this is what I'm talking about. It's like you look at our schedule, right? And you go back, <clears throat> and it's like you sh- you scratch your head at some of these losses. Like, we really could be at the top of the standings right now. And I know it's November, and this is kind of crazy talk, but this is you know this is what we do as Ranger fans. We we have to overanalyze this stuff. But like you. You get a point out of the Sharks game, you know, you you maybe beat the Columbus Blue Jackets or, you know, you get a point out of Colorado. Like, it's just, I don't know. I I look at our schedule right now and it's like, we played really good against Colorado, but then we shit the bed against Columbus. You know, you're able to outscore your problems against, you know, uh, Anaheim and then you can't do nothing against Columbus you know we we get totally blank against the new york islanders you know and then you play like a great sound defensive game and you keep philly you you get a good win over philly it's like they're so inconsistent right now they're so all over them it's crazy it's it's making me crazy so um (laughs) yeah you got anything else andy because i'm I'm kind of losing it. The Jets beat the Bills today. You <laughs> yeah, know, I mean I'm that's just,
0: when I that's when I knew things weren't
1: going to be good. I was like, yeah, oh boy, well, you knew you know some New York team was going to you know implode. In, hey, course. if Zach
0: Wilson can pull his head out of his ass, it doesn't mean Jacob Trouba can either. So, you know, because,
1: I I hopefully. agree with that. I agree with that. So, um, listen, if the if the Bills could lose to uh, the Jets, then the Islanders can lose to the Rangers on Tuesday for you. So we'll we'll, we'll leave it at that, I guess. Um, you have anything else? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think I,
0: you know, I, (sighs) yeah, this team has kind of had me a little bit lost for words. I think I've had to recalibrate what my expectations were for them this season. I thought regression was possible, but it's, I think it's more frustrating because like you said, you've seen the way they can play and they're still, I think for the most part, they've probably been better than their opponents for most of their their periods this year if you just put everything together but again it's just you know i think the the confidence they had last year to to we're going to show them we're going to make the playoffs which has pushed them through those some of those games uh is not there this year and i think they need to rediscover that somehow or in whatever the new form is because they definitely don't feel like they have anything out. We felt this team was out to prove something the first three games, even though they won two and lost one. I don't feel that right now. So they have to, whatever that, that is, they have to bottle it and they have to find it again. And they have to get back to it. Um, so You got to be the hunter. You can't be the hunted. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, at Broadway Boys Pod. And please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the hockeypodcastnetwork.com.